I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening in again. I wanted to start this episode off uh, quoting myself, which is kind of weird, but uh, Facebook had a memory that came up from 10 years ago of something that I said I thought it was interesting. It says, I understand that we don't want Christianity to go back to the Middle Ages where corruption and judgments ran rampant, where priests wrote rules that God never intended. Now it seems that we are completely doing the opposite, watering down the gospel, taking things out of the Bible so that people don't think we disagree with anything or anyone to justify our own choices. If we just stayed true to the word of God, there could be no corruption on either side. We as humans have been too involved not to carry out God's word, but to change it to serve us better. Can we really call ourselves followers of Christ or rather followers of self? Which one are you? End quote. That's really weird to quote myself. Um, anyways, the point of me reading that, though, is that I wrote that 10 years ago. And as we see where our society is now, um, I don't think that it is too surprising. But when you just kind of look at the, I don't know, evolution is the right word, of the different things that have, have been in our society over the years. And I was born in 83. So I grew up... Um, Especially, you know, I remember the 90s because I was middle school and high school those years. And it was definitely a weird time. And you kind of saw even more things changing and uh, the direction of where our country was was heading as far as morality, even apart from a religious standpoint, um, which, you know, we can get in that debate later. But uh, it's just been it's just been pretty interesting to see. And I don't want to say necessarily disheartening because we just know that this is the way things go when we are apart from God. And so if you have um, anything, whether it's a company, a country, a family, whatever it is, apart from God, then you will have, you know, moral decay and you will have wickedness and you won't have peace and uh, or, or joy. So it seems pretty fitting, though. Um, this episode is going to be pretty scripture heavy, which I always think is a good thing, because if you're going to walk with Jesus like the uh, title to this podcast is, you need to be in your Bible to really see what Jesus wants. Um, and in my personal readings, I am just finished the book of Isaiah, and I really like that book. Um, I like the Bible, but there were so many things that I feel like God was sticking out to me this week that um, I wrote in my journal I always think it's a it's a great idea uh, if you're reading God's word and there's a verse that sticks out to you that you don't just write the reference to it somewhere, but that you actually write out the scripture uh, because it's even more imprinted in your mind uh, for throughout the day and in your heart. And uh, and so I just wanted to share with you guys the different things that I felt like God stuck out to me from the scriptures and um, just kind of what He's been telling me. So. Isaiah 50, verses 6 through 9. This is about Jesus. Um, It's a prophecy about the Messiah and uh, Jesus coming as a servant. So verses, uh, starting verse 6, it says, I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. He is near that justifieth me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God will help me. Who is he that shall condemn me? 
And that really mm, spoke to my heart because I'm a coward in so many ways. And the fact that Jesus came as a servant, even though he's God and he's all powerful and all knowing, but that he let people like pull the hair out of his face, you know, like what is going on? That, that is such a humble point. And I am, I'm afraid that I'm going to offend somebody by just telling them the mighty things of God and how great he is. That's so stupid. That's so stupid. In verse eight, where it says, who will contend with me? Like who will stand with him? Who will fight with him? I want to be that person. I want it to be me because I know how great he is. And I know all the great things that he's done, not only from what his word says, but what he's done in my life personally. Like I have stories upon stories upon stories. Okay. I have testimonies after testimonies. And so for the fact that I know that I want to fight with him, but oftentimes when I get an opportunity to do so, I am afraid. And when it says, behold, the Lord, God will help me in verse nine. Reminds me of Romans 8, 31, where it says, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? When God's like, hey, this is my will. This is what I want you to do. He's going to empower us to do so. He's going to give us that strength. He's going to open up doors. So I just want to make sure that I'm trusting in those things um, that he's already promised and that he wants me to do. And I want to do that because I love him. And then Philippians 2, 7 through 8 says, but made himself, talking about Jesus, of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And so he did that out of love for us and out of love for the father. He wanted to uh, please his father. And I, I want to be made willing to do the same. I don't know if you can hear these wild monkeys downstairs. I'm recording upstairs in my room. <laughs> my children are downstairs playing Legos. And you would think that would be a quieter event, but it is not. Maybe you can't hear it and I just sound like a crazy person. All right. So further in my reading, Isaiah 51, 7. Hearken unto me, ye that know righteousness, the people in whose heart is my law. Fear ye not the reproach of men, neither be ye afraid of their revilings. And then in verse 12, it says, I, even I, am he that comforteth you. Who art thou, that thou shouldest be afraid of a man that shall die, and of the son of man, which shall be made as grass? And in Hebrews 13, 6, it reminded me, um, like how the Holy Spirit does that. You know, when you're reading the Bible, and then the Holy Spirit's like, hey, also this other verse. Uh, Hebrews 13, 6, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. And for me, we're just simply talking about being obedient to God, whether it's talking to others about the Lord or just being obedient about certain things that might seem a little, you know, scary or uncomfortable or whatever. It's just like, do you trust God or you trust man? You know, <laughs> which one's all powerful and which one's like grass? Okay. Then Isaiah 52, 7, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. And so it just reminded me again that, you know, the Lord has called us to obedience and gave us the perfect picture of Jesus, who is obedient even to death and a cross, uh, to do God's will. And so not only do I have not to be fearful. I know that God is with me, uh, but he's even saying how beautiful upon the 
mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that brings peace. We need to do God's work. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Which then also ties into Second Corinthians ten three through four. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I think that's something that we need to remember. It just feels like everybody's everybody's enemy. <laughs> Does that make sense? So like you know whether it's politics or things with I want to say religion, but the things that we believe that the Word of God says because the Word of God says it. Versus either other Christians who just don't read their Bible or people who um, are lost and are not Christians. And so it's we're fighting against people, but we have to really see that there's there's an enemy behind all of this. His name is Satan. And that's who we're really fighting. And let's let God fight Satan, but let's let God work through us and open our mouth uh, to do those things and let God, you know, be the one that does all that. Isaiah 55, 11 so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. And so anytime we're reading God's word, anytime we're telling other people God's word, it's not going to return void. And we have to have the confidence in what God says and not to be too timid to say it. There's power in God's word. Isaiah 58, 2. I'm just continuing in my personal reading and what the verses uh, were that stuck out to me. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching to God. It just reminded me when talking about Israel, you know, how they sometimes, you know, sought God daily and delighted in his ways. That's what that verse says. They took delight in approaching to God. I think it's good for us to stop and examine our heart and say, am I uh, seeking God daily? Am I delighting in the things of God? Do I delight in approaching God? And if not, you know, just pray and say, God, please help me to seek you daily, to desire to do that. Help me to desire to delight in the things that you delight in and approaching you like I, I want to do those things maybe I'm struggling with it maybe I feel like I'm in a dry season or whatever the case is but bring those things before God because God wants you to have a right relationship with him and um, he wants you to be in his will and in verse 11 it says and the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones and thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. So again, if you're in that dry season, like go to the Lord, let him guide you. A lot of times for some reason we, because like we don't emotionally feel that way, or maybe we got some opposition and trials in our life. And so we're just isolating ourselves and avoiding God. And then we're just more so in a drought. I mean, that's obviously not the solution that's going to actually make things worse and lead you to destruction. But here he's saying, like, he will satisfy your soul in drought. Um, so trust him to do that. Isaiah 61, 1. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. So that's Jesus that does that. But he's called us to also do that because we can tell others about Jesus. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit lives in us. And so he's going to accomplish that through us if we open our mouth. And sometimes I can be so discouraged because I'm not like leading people to Christ. 
I'm like, when's the last time I prayed some, you know, salvation prayer with somebody? And it can be discouraging, but I know that as long as I'm opening my mouth, as long as I am obeying God, the results are up to Him. And so maybe it's just a lot of seed planting. Maybe it's helping, you know, God God used me to prepare the soil for somebody else who's going to come and, and water it, you know, that whole thing. And so I have to just trust God and not get discouraged. Satan wants us to put our eyes in ourselves and, I don't know, just measuring our own success. And it's not about us at all. So that all that has to, to belong to God. Uh, verse, let's see, well, it's still chapter 61, verse 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with garments of salvation. He hath covered me with a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. And so Christ was so kind to die on the cross for me, and now I can wear his robe of righteousness. I'll get to that verse here in a second. But again, those, that's the good news that we can tell others about. Isaiah 62, 1. For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest, until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness, and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. So that verse stuck out to me because, again, it's us that God is using to bring out his gospel, um, to tell others about what he's done. Isaiah 64, 6, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. And I think that's just something that we should constantly remember because, man, we sure can get prideful about ourselves and get a little self-righteous, like, I'm doing all the good things. I'm checking all the boxes. People think well of me. You know, I am such a leader or an example or just whatever. And then you're just thinking about yourself. You know, it's uh, you're like even the best works are like filthy rags. So there's nothing that is righteous in us except for Jesus. And all that I can do that would make any sense is just to shine the light of Jesus because it's Jesus light that is shining anyway it's not Nicole's uh, so that's something I think is worth remembering to keep you humble verse 8 but now O Lord thou art our father we are the clay and thou art potter and we all are the work of thy hand so if you look at a lump of clay it just looks like poop it doesn't look nice there's nothing there's no form in it there's no use in it it's just it's just you know clay it's mud whatever but it's God that fashioneth us oh my gosh did I just talk like King James what in the world <laughs> he's the one that he molds us and he makes us of any use and so if we can trust ourselves in his hand and not try to mold ourselves into something because it's just going to be a failure um, but really just read his word go to him in prayer and let let him mold us for his work Chapter 65, verse 2. I'm almost done, guys. I know it's been a lot of scriptures, but if y'all don't read the Bible, like, get into the Bible. It is so good, and God will talk to you um, through it, even though you might think, you know, this is this is just an old book, and it was written by man, or it was written to somebody else, and whatever. It's like, man, you don't even know. The Holy Spirit is alive, and God, He loves us so much. He wants to talk to us, so open your Bible. All right. Chapter 65, verse 2, I have spread out my hands all the day unto a rebellious people, which walketh in a way that was not good, after their own thoughts. I think that is, anytime we start heading to our own demise, it's because we're running after our own selves and what we want, the desires of our hearts, all those things. I mean, you can look at our culture and see that, you can look at the world and see that, but you can look at your own daggum life and see that, you know, from, from the past, from the present. You know, when anytime we follow our own ways... 
and it's contrary to the word of God, it does not result in anything fruitful. It might satisfy your flesh for a hot minute, but then before you know it, you're in a pit and you're like, how did I get myself here? Verse 12, um, the end part of the verse, it says, When I called, you did not answer. When I spake, you did not hear, but did evil before mine eyes, and did choose that wherein I delighted not. So again, I mean, if you remember a couple chapters up, you know, talked about doing the things that God delights, like seeking him daily. I definitely do not want to be doing things that God does not delight in, because I love him, and I I don't want to hurt him that way. And then also, I know he loves me, and so if I'm doing things that he doesn't delight in, then I'm doing things that are actually going to be destructive to me because he wants my best. <laughs> so it's like, you know, a continual love circle if we do it God's way. Um, and then when we don't, we're just saying, hey, God, um, I'm just going to do what I want to do, even though I know this is not best for me and it's probably going to destroy me. But hey, it's worth it to my flesh for a minute. Kind of last part, chapter 66, verse three. Uh, the last part of the verse, it says, Yea, they have chosen their own ways, and their soul delighteth in their abominations. So not only are they not delighting in the Lord, but they're delighting in their abominations, which again leads to destruction. And if you haven't seen it in your own life, you know, surely you can see it in our culture. And surely you can hopefully see things from an objective point from somebody else's life. You might not be able to see it from your own life, but somebody else's, you can say, Oh man, like you're delighting in the things that are not of God and that's really reaping some messed up stuff. And so, man, learn from somebody else at least. <laughs> you know, I, I learn from myself. I learn from other people. I'm like, this is not the life I want to live. I want to live a life that's pleasing to God. I want to live a life that is bold and obedient to him and a servant to him and others, just as Jesus did and what the book of Isaiah is talking about. I want to not fear man. I want to remember that God is with me and I want to uh, just remember that he equips me. It's his power that is doing these things through me and that there's an enemy and it's not, it's not another human. Uh, I'm not fighting against humans. I'm fighting against Satan and the wickedness and the principalities, all that kind of stuff that is not of God, but I'm letting God fight that through me because I'm relying on him. And so it's just, it's just been a really cool uh, week uh, spending with the Lord. Um, it's cool anytime I get to spend with him. Uh, but just, man, all these things in Isaiah has been really great for me and my soul uh, to read and to be reminded of. And so again, I encourage you, if you're not in God's word, get in God's word so he can remind you how much he loves you and remind you of his will and help strengthen you and empower you and so that you'll be when we're not in God's word our heart kind of gets hardened and we aren't hearing from the Holy Spirit usually if you're in God's word you can really see how the Holy Spirit's prompting you and the things that are sticking out so and I think another thing that we have to remember at least me is a lot of times I tend to promote church over Christ what (laughs) what did I just say meaning it's easier for me to approach a stranger about church than it is about Christ and What's going to save somebody's soul from hell? It's not going to be church. I think that it is God's will that we are in church. We are plugged into the local body. We do not forsake the gathering and the fellowship of believers, whatever I'm saying. But instead of me talking to, to people about who Jesus is and what he's done, I'm like, you go to church anywhere? And then I, you know, a lot of times I don't ever arrive at Christ. Um, Because I'm thinking, well, I'll have another conversation with him or whatever. Really what we need to be doing is promoting Jesus first and foremost. So I I know we kind of get to be cheerleaders for our church. I think that's great, especially when you find a body of Christ that you, you know, serve in and 
uh, really feel like as family and are edified and encouraged and build each other up and all that stuff. But that's only because Jesus Christ is in the midst of all that. And so if we don't start with Jesus Christ, then people are not going to know the way to heaven. They're not going to know how to have their sins forgiven. Or maybe they already know it. They just need somebody to come along and uh, encourage them to do that. Maybe show them the specific way. You know, I don't, I don't really know. I just know that a lot of times we have the cart before the horse. And if I'm going to spend time talking about anything and promoting anything, if, if that's what I want to say in a salesy way, then I want it to be Jesus Christ. And, uh, and so just something to think about. Uh, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk to you all next Monday. <laughs>